Welcome to the Rerooted and Thriving Podcast, the podcast where we remind you to reroute yourself in your natural skills and talents so that you can thrive in your leadership. We believe that each of you has leadership ability, and this is the podcast to show you just how to use it. I'm Dr. Tamara Wilkerson Dias, occasional runner, book lover, and your podcast host. Let's get started. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Rerooted and Thriving Podcast. Y'all, I cannot believe it, but March is over. I cannot believe that we've made it to the last day of March. We are in the last day of quarter one. 2022 is one fourth of the way done. I am in shock. I've looked at my calendar about 30 times today as I've started scheduling things all the way into June. And I keep thinking, oh yeah, you know, we can set, we can set this for May or we can set this for June, not realizing May and June will be here pretty quickly. And I'm a June birthday, so I'm realizing I'm getting a whole lot closer to my birthday. Time is flying, y'all. But nevertheless, I hope that your first quarter of the year has gone well. If it didn't go as planned, if it didn't go as you wanted, Head on back a couple of episodes before this one where I talk about uh, finding your motivation, picking things back up. What do you do now that you're done with the first quarter of the year and you want to do a reset? You want to revisit some of the things that you've already lined up for the year Um, and maybe things aren't going as planned. That's the episode that you definitely want to listen to because some of us are crushing our goals. We are ahead of schedule. We've done so much this year, but I also want to acknowledge that some folks, maybe this first part of the year hasn't gone as you wanted it to, and it's not too late to either reframe, restructure, or just reconsider how you want to approach the rest of the year. Perfect time for spring cleaning. March, April is the perfect time to do some cleaning and do some self-checks and some reassessments. Okay, so last week on the podcast... I did part one of this two-part series that I'm going to wrap up today on rejection. And the title of this series is Rejection as Redirection. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, go ahead and hit that pause button. Go on back and listen to that episode because I definitely share a few suggestions and strategies and then just my thoughts on rejection I don't want you to think that because I'm talking about rejection as redirection on the podcast, that means that I've just become this guru at how I process rejection. And last week's episode, I highlighted that rejection stings. It hurts. It doesn't feel good. And I've been told no quite a few times in my life, and it never feels good. I can't say that the times that I've been told no, I go, oh, this is great. Thanks. This is my 80th no. Never felt that way. It definitely hurts. And so don't feel like she's talking about rejection as redirection. She just loves rejection and she reframes it all the time. I definitely don't. So even as I'm sharing with you, it's reaffirming for me the importance of reframing how I see rejection in my own life. And so last week I share about my experiences with rejection and then just share how I've tried to approach it and how... I try to keep things in perspective in my life when it comes to rejection. So highly encourage you, if you haven't listened, go back and listen. Share with a friend. If you know a friend who's maybe struggling right now and needs some support, share it with them and, you know, give them a little bit of encouragement for where they are right now. 
Okay, so this week, I want to continue our conversation and really think about what we can learn from rejection. What does rejection teach us? And I just finished reading this book by Pastor Mark Batterson, and the book is called Win the Day. And in the book, he talks about how we can shape our approach and our mindsets to win the day, really before the day even starts. But in the book, he talks about how things happen in our life, circumstances come our way. And specifically, he highlights in the book when his wife was diagnosed with cancer. And he said that when she was diagnosed, she read this poem. And the poem concluded with, what have you come to teach me? And so as they navigated cancer as a couple, as she navigated cancer and chemotherapy, she really kind of tried to pause and reflect and ask, what have you come to teach me? What can I learn from this experience? And that's not always the easiest thing to do, especially when we're going through something uncomfortable or we're going through something that we don't want. But I read that and I thought, okay, what if we can try to apply that to rejection? And I want to acknowledge that this may not be your first thought. So of course, the minute you get a no, you might not go, oh, great. What have you come to teach me? You're going to feel that sting. You're going to feel, you may feel a little bit of disappointment. You may feel some sadness. You may feel a little bit of doubt about yourself, but don't allow yourself to sit in that for too long. Be able just to kind of pause and say, all right, now that I've acknowledged how I feel, now that it, this has kind of hit me, what have you come to teach me? So that's why this week on the podcast, I wanted to share just some thoughts we can have or perspective we can take. What can rejection teach us? What can we learn from it? So the first thing that I think rejection can teach us is it can teach us patience. And I figured I'd start off with this one because I don't consider myself a patient person by any means. I'm very impatient. I want things when I want them. I operate on my own timeline. And sometimes my timeline is known. Sometimes it's unknown to other people. But I'm very impatient and I tend to respond to things pretty quickly. Now, this works out well in my life because typically if you ask for something from me, you need something done, it's done and it's done pretty quickly. It's done immediately. I used to, when I remember one of my former supervisors telling me she would give me assignments and ask me to do things and I would do them and she would say, well, I didn't know you were going to do that right now. I didn't know you were going to do it today. You're fast. And she would always be surprised that pretty much when she asked for things to be done, I did them. I didn't wait. I didn't hesitate. I jumped right on them. But on the flip side, this typically contributes to my impatience. I tend to have this unrealistic expectation sometimes of others that they will be as quick as I am. And that's not the case. And sometimes I just want things done when I want them. I want them done on my timeline. Rejection can teach us patience. For me, it reminds me that the world doesn't revolve on my timeline. It doesn't revolve around my schedule or my preferred operating schedule and when I want things to happen or events to work out for me. It also slows my pace if I am in the process of making a decision and I want the decision made quickly, but rejection has kind of redirected that path. So maybe I was waiting on a yes to take that next step. A no came instead. Now it puts a pause in the process. It reminds me in that moment, okay, let me do a reset. I kind of have to uh, slow down things and I don't get to move at the pace that I'm usually going. 
and that's not always appreciated. I can't say that I, I always am excited when I'm learning how to be more patient, but sometimes we all need to slow our pace. We live in a world that is pretty quick. A lot of people say we live in a microwave society where we want things done hot and ready in three minutes. And that's not how life works. And all of my experiences with rejection have reminded me like, you might need to slow down a little bit right now. You might need to hit pause. You need to understand that this experience is bigger than you. It's bigger than what you want in the moment right now. There's so many other factors that are happening and you got you got to pause. You need to wait right now. Timing right now is not controlled based on what you want. And that's a really difficult thing for me to comprehend sometimes because I want my schedule to take priority. If I could orchestrate my perfect day and my perfect outline, I want things to fall within that. And I don't want rejection to be a part of that day. But sometimes it is. So understanding that sometimes when we get that rejection, when we get that no, it does teach us a little bit of patience and it slows us down. All right. The next thing that rejection can teach us is it can provide new insight. So if you've ever started a project or worked on an assignment or started a task and you get into the zone, I like to call it the zone of genius, the zone of creative genius, where you are sucked in, you're working, you're productive, you're ready to knock things out. And then you get rejection. For me, it happened when I was working on grant applications. I would work with my program director and get these really big ideas for programs and things that I wanted to happen. And then we'd fill out the grant application for it and the funding would get denied. And so at that point, when there's no funding, the program can't happen. Or if the program can happen, it can't happen in the way that you originally intended it. So you have to go back to the drawing board and figure out how do I shift this? How do I make adjustments? How do I adapt to the new circumstances that have been out of my control? I got this no, I've been rejected. What do I do next? At that point, you have an opportunity to get new insight into a new into the same situation. You can tap into a new part of your brain in a more creative way, or you can just brainstorm differently. I've had lots of great ideas and opportunities in my head pop out in a situation. I've been able to see a situation differently after a no. Because if I'm applying for this grant and I'm in need of $20,000 of funding and the $20,000 doesn't come through, I'm now back at the drawing board thinking about, well, how do I make adjustments to this program? How do I still reach the intended outcome? Maybe from a different path. Maybe we didn't think about approaching the situation from this perspective. Maybe we didn't think about tapping into this source over here for funding. It completely slipped our minds that we had access to all of these resources and materials over here because we were so sucked into this one opportunity. So also thinking when those moments pop up, when you may get a no, when you may get that rejection, what pockets of information am I missing? How can I approach this situation differently? Maybe you recently applied for a position and it didn't come through. Maybe you applied for a promotion and it didn't come through. How can that lead you to new insights? Maybe it leads you to new insights about yourself. I can recall jobs where I interviewed and I wasn't chosen. And I asked for feedback on how I could improve and be better, you know, 
as you all are reviewing your applicants, do you have any suggestions for me as I move forward? And I've taken those insights and that feedback and been able to use it to grow and then apply for other positions or apply for new opportunities. So I also think that when we start to see, yes, I've got the no, yes, I got rejected, it sucks, I wish I didn't get it, but it also allowed me to approach my situation from a different perspective. I took that no and then I flipped it and now I'm approaching this with new eyes, with new insight, and now I can see how I'm growing in the process. I've taken this rejection that I first saw as really negative and I didn't want anything to do with it. Now I've seen it and I'm able to approach the same situation in a different way. So I also encourage you to think about it from that way. All right. The last thing that rejection can do for us is that it can open doors for new opportunities. And immediately, as I just used as an example, what comes to mind for me is when you get rejected from a job opportunity. We apply for jobs. We apply for jobs that we really want. And then we get that email. And sometimes you get the automated email. You don't even get the specific one. You get the automatic kickback that comes to you a day after you apply. That's like, thank you so much for applying. Due to the large number of applicants, we decided to go with another candidate. And you read it and you're like, oh, I hate that feeling. You get the rejection from a job and you sit in that feeling of, I really wanted this position. It had the salary that I wanted. Maybe it was work from home and you really wanted to be remote. Maybe it gave you, you know, the professional learning or professional growth opportunities, or it was at your dream company. Whatever it was, you got the rejection. It can also lead you to new opportunities because I can tell you there were several jobs that I applied for probably seven or eight years ago. And I really wanted them at the time. I wanted them a lot. Looking back, I'm glad that most of those didn't pan out for me. There were a couple that I still think about that were really good fits and I kind of miss them and they're great organizations and companies and I kind of wanted them to work out. But the majority of them, I can see now that in the grand scheme of things where I am in life right now, I'm very fortunate and thankful that they didn't work out for me. So also thinking, how does this know that I got, that I wish I didn't get? What other opportunities lie ahead of me? What do I now have access to? When we start to ask ourselves about new opportunities that come as a result of rejection, I think again, it goes back to us being able to see our situation with new insight and new perspective. It never feels good in the moment. None of us would sign up for rejection because it stings. But most of the time when I look back at my life and I'm able to look at those moments of rejection, I can see how new opportunities and how better opportunities came out for me in the end. I ended up where I was supposed to be career-wise. I ended up in the leadership roles that I was supposed to be in, but it was because I was able to see there are still new opportunities and better opportunities available for me on the other side of this note. And so I want you to ask yourself and really reflect on how are you seeing the no's that come into your life? Are you able to acknowledge in the moment that they don't feel good, but on the other side of that, acknowledge that there may be opportunity, there may be new creative outlets for you, there may be new promotions, newer leadership positions, a better salary on the other side of that rejection that you're not thinking about, that you might have missed and you're not considering. All right, so just a refresher, 
in thinking about how we frame rejection and what it's come to teach us, the first thing is that it teaches us to be patient. We're reminded that our time schedule, though it's important to us, it may not be important to everybody or in the grand scheme of things. So that no comes in to slow us down a little bit and gives us a chance to pause. The second is that it provides new insight. When we get a no, we come back to the drawing board and we revisit the same situation with a new set of eyes because now we have to. We've been told no and so now we have to think about how do I approach this situation in my life with with fresh eyes from a different perspective. And then the third thing is that it can lead us to new opportunities. I really want you to think about how the rejection you faced in the past has brought you here and how it didn't feel good in the moment, but now you are in a space to where you can see how you still were able to take advantage of different opportunities, of better opportunities that were a better fit for you and who you are. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap this episode up with a pearl of wisdom. This week's pearl of wisdom comes from Viola Davis. Who doesn't love Viola Davis? I mean, she does the best cry emotional scenes ever. Love her. And if you've never heard her give a speech at an award show, you could probably go to YouTube, type in her name. She'll make you cry because her words are so impactful. So I found this this quote by her and I figured it'd be a great pearl of wisdom to end this episode on. And she says, your ability to adapt to failure and navigate your way out of it absolutely 100% makes you who you are. So we can't control all the time when we get those no's, when we get the rejection, but we absolutely can control how we respond to them, how we allow them to be a part of our story, and how we can take control of our narrative from that point forward. All right, that brings this week's episode of Rerooted and Thriving to a close. Thanks for joining me, and I'll see you right back here next week. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Rerooted and Thriving podcast. Please remember, if you haven't, there's no better time than right now to book a one-on-one power hour session with me. I know you have those goals set. I know you're thinking about what you want to tackle in 2022. Don't do it alone. Book a one-on-one session with me on my website, www.tamradias.com or send me a message on Instagram or Twitter at Dr. Tamra W. Dias and I will make sure you get all set up. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. I'd love to work with you. I'll see you right back here on the podcast next week.